everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. It is 7 o'clock. You know what we do. We talk Spurs. It's Silver and Black at 7. And Spurs come home last night after a couple of days break, get some rest, and fight valiantly. Score 136. Did they fight valiantly if you gave up a buck 40? Well, there was that. It was incremental growth night, right? Well, they gave up 137. I'm 137 sorry. 137 to 135 is the final. And uh, anybody who saw the game, and there weren't many of you, I, I, I threw up a poll. Um, most people watching the Cowboys, and that I think is a direct response to the ongoing losing streak. And Rudy, you ask a couple of times, I don't know, when will the Spurs finally win a game? And and did the Spurs actually win last night and go Rosie Perez on it? And sometimes when you lose, you win. And sometimes when you win, you lose. Uh, obviously, it is not about wins and losses this year. It's about improvement. And we saw that, at least, right? Right? Yeah. I'm trying here. Well, Atlanta's not very good. No, but Trey can be. No, Trey's a problem. He's he's still here and there, here and there. He's still not the guy that you know went to the Eastern Conference Finals. That 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 Trey has a return that they broke that team up a little, probably a little bit prematurely. Brought in Dejounte Murray, but they haven't been that good to start this season. And again, the Spurs were up double digits late, late into the third quarter. Yet found a way to come from behind again. It's just one of those things where teams kind of know and they kind of get a feel for them. And they kind of just keep them in, keep them at bay. You know what I mean? Like, look, if we stay mm-hmm. around twelve to fifteen, we'll come and get these youngsters. They don't, they don't understand how to close out games yet. And maybe that's something that they figure out as we go along into the season. Because when you really look at it, there's a good. They probably should have at least four more wins if they knew how to finish games out. And that just comes with experience. That comes with time. That comes with you know taking care of the basketball. So there's a lot that goes into these leads that they've been blowing. But um, when you got, they go to New Orleans tonight, Monday at Houston, then next week, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Lakers, Lakers, New Orleans, I then Milwaukee, I don't know when they win. Again, they only won one game in November. Only one game in November, and that was way back on November 2nd against the Phoenix Suns, and that's when we kind of all were like, okay, all right, there's something here. Here we go. My 40 wins. My 40 wins look like I was like, hey, all right, maybe Rudy was on to something for once in his life. <laughs> Don't you wish. <laughs> and then, and then you know, 13 games later, it just, again, I understand growth. But the thing about it is when the only team worse than you is the Detroit Pistons at 2-17. and 17. Hey, they won one game well, in November. I mean, Rob said it last week. It's hard. In a, in a league where guys really don't give a damn until after Christmas or until after the All-Star break, 
it's hard. Young, old, players out. It's hard to lose 13 games in a row. And yet, here we sit. Now let's 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 focus on the positive last night. Okay. At least we got a taste of what the Sohan experience would be if it was an absolute success last night. At least we got a taste last night of what this pivot point that Pop sees Sohan playing can be, where there are dimes to be dropped and shots to be made, and finding the difference between the two is going to be the key. Sohan last night was, I'm not going to say brilliant, but was finally in the offense, not not the not the starter, not part of, he was in it. And there's a big difference between being a part of it and in it. And he just, there was a flow there. There was, it 33, felt, 8, and 6. It, it, the, but he was eight, a minus 4. He was. That's so stupid. Well, he was I hate stuck that on, stat. he was guarding a dude that was on fire. Trey, they, Trey wasn't going to miss last night. I mean, there's some nights dudes like that ain't going to miss. And that little pull up over Wimby was a classic. I want to talk about that specific play in a second. But, as much as I have bitched about this and as much as I hate it and as much as I will continue to say long-term, this isn't the answer. It's part of the answer, but Sohan isn't the answer alone at point guard. It never will be. No matter how good he gets, there will need to be reinforcements here. But given that, last night showed what Pop wants to see, at least for a game, at least for a game. Um, I, I, I agree it. But I don't agree because I don't think we live in a world where Pop wants Jeremy Shohan to lead them in scoring. No, not that. But he took what was given to him. They were giving him shots. And, dude, you have to understand, some nights you're going to take those shots. 14. Yes. And that, th- there's three a reason. Three from three. He is a reticent shooter. He only shoots when he is open, bruh. I mean, he is not a, a, a covered one dribble pull up in your face jump shooter. That's not his game. He'll finish at the rim, but he ain't going to pull up with somebody in his face. That's just not his gig. Right. And when they're giving you 14 shots and you're hitting 12 of them, that's being a magnet. That's drawing people and eyes to you as the point guard. And that's what Pop's chasing. Well, it is, but the thing about it is, when you look at it as a whole, you had 21 turnovers again. Again, Again, I've never seen the team turn the ball over this, and Jeremy led them in turnovers with five. Oh, and and five is unexcusable. But I will say on the other side of that, look at the number of buckets made. There was some positivity there. Granted, it was a volume buckets, but there was a lot of opportunity, and they took advantage of it. They still lost the basketball game. They still choked away a double-digit lead. There's still a thousand things to work on. But last night, at least we saw at least a semblance of what Pop is chasing. Now, there was one play in particular where Trey Jones comes down and he gives Wimby a ball fake, and Wimby hesitates, and then he goes for the block. Right. I want you to go back and look at the film. For a guy that's been around a bunch of tall teenagers over the last 20 years, he looked more like a 16-year-old playing defense. I'm talking about Wimby. Yeah. Than a, a man playing defense. When you watch him try to gather, you can tell this is still just a kid, man. He doesn't have the physical ability to put his feet down and bounce back at 7-4 yet. Not yet. But the, the 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 way he moved was just further proof of how far and how much more is coming from Victor. I mean, there's still so much more available to you above and beyond what he's doing. And that move, in a year, that's going into the second row. That he, shot, he will send into the second row. You ain't going to be able to shoot over him like that. Well, and, I mean, the, the thing about it is, though, Rob, I still feel like if they ever start taking the stat of, 
like you know they did with football with the batted balls. If they ever started taking altered shot stat, he would he'd be the all time leader. Whenever they started to take that, because he still had what? How, I don't know how many blocks he ended up with last night. He had a couple. Four, he, four blocks. So he still had four blocks yeah. last night. So somebody's gonna score on him eventually. You know, you'll throw one in the Raptors and score. So I'm not too upset with that. And I like the fact that he's still leading them in rebounds. He had 12 of those last night. But when I look at Devin Vassell, I think Pop has found something there as far as convincing him that you are going to be better for us. Once I figure out the starting lineup, you can have the mono role. Like, you're going to finish games, and you're going to come be, come off the bench. I mean, four for 10 from three, ended up with 25 points, only had to play 27 minutes. And I remember us asking Matthew Tynan about that. Like, hey, is, is this a permanent thing, or is this him – easing Devin Vassell back into the lineup coming off the injury. Matthew thought it was just them easing him back into the lineup. I'm starting to feel like there's something there with him coming off the bench because if he doesn't, there's no – because let's say you switch him and Brandon and you put Brandon back on the bench. There's really no pop unless it's just one of those nights where somebody off the bench comes off and gets lucky. So I, I like the Devin Vassell in the Manu role. Look I'm who fine plays, with that. Look who plays with Devin. Devin plays with Trey. True. Devin plays with Trey. True. So what are you saying? That Trey Devin should plays be, with a point so guard. Then, so then you're saying that Trey should be the starter, which we all thought yes, would be the but, case. Uh, but the, the, I think it's not so much about Devin coming off the bench. It's the fact that Trey's coming off the bench, and with, Devin plays better with Trey. He just Trey has off seven assists. He feed, and most of them were to Devin. I right. mean, a lot of them were because those two understand each other, and Pop has realized. I also believe that Chetty and McDermott play better together. And I think that he is finding out these tools that work better. And if you're going to bring, a, and you're right, give him the Manu role because he plays better with Trey. They just look better together. And Sohan and and Wimby, if they can find that kind of rhythm, it will be possibly pretty damn devastating if they can just get away from the turnovers. If they can just manage to hold on to the ball on an offensive set more than fifty percent of the time. Uh, what a, another adjustment I think that pop like again as this it sucks because they keep losing. But he's made a couple of adjustments that I like. I do like Devin Vassell coming off the mm-hmm. bench. And as much as I like Dougie's shooting, I like Julian Champagny getting Doug McDermott's minutes. Doug defense. Was, yeah, Doug was a DMP last night, coach's decision. But the thing about it is the defense is better, Rob, but he hit five threes. It, and if yeah. my thing is, if I'm gonna get the if I'm gonna get a much better defender and you're gonna give me five threes, that's another subtle adjustment. I like Julian Champagny. That's a couple getting, games. Yeah, sure. yeah. I like Champagny getting McDermott's minutes. If if he's going to be the better defender, which I mean he don't, he could in his sleep he's a better defender than McDermott. So two adjustments for Pop. You know we're trying to find positives. We're trying to find we're trying to find a way to get to glass half full. Vassell off the bench, Champagne getting McDermott's minutes. Now let's get Trey in there in the starting lineup and bring Brandon off the bench. And then you go Trey Jones, Devin Vassell, and Brandon and Champagne as your second unit. I like. I like the fact that somebody went five of eight from three. If Champagne can do that every night, my goodness. Yeah, we're gonna McDermott, win some... McDermott's going to keep getting DMPs. Absolutely. And the athleticism he does he does provide, it's just a more athletic defense. Right. He might not be better man. Well, no, he's better man-to-man. McDermott's just yeah. a, is an anchor there. He's six seven. Young. I think that gives us further proof that McDermott will be a somebody else on February the 9th. You did say that. I just feel like if Champagne continues, and this is not, you know, he hasn't been a consistent performer, but this is a second, third game where of note, where even Pop would call out and say, you know, that guy actually had a pretty decent night. If, again, the whole, 
You put Trey in the starting lineup, Rob, and then you use Devontae Graham as your backup point. Uh, he he is, don't even play him. No, he's not. So why keep him? Why uh, is he here? Why is it? What is the, what is what is Devonte Graham's purpose in life on this team? I think Why he's a practice killer. I think he and Skillish Vili are here to beat the hell out of the starters. Well, that's silly. I'm, that, I can't that's figure silly. out why you go you get a guy like to. him who offers a unique skill set that, quite frankly, you don't have anybody else. The only reason I'm does. saying this is because it's 13 in a row. Yeah. I mean, like, what, and what, and what are we waiting for? What, what are we waiting for to see what he has? Like, if you kept him on the team, like you trade, you got rid of Bullock, you got rid of Campaign. Like, you got rid of veterans that, like, hey, man, you know, we're going to let you go try to find somewhere to be a contender. All right. Now you've lost 13 in a row. Why haven't you tried everything? Because they don't want to try everything. Because they don't, the, the intention isn't to win, Rudy. We have to keep reinforcing what we had, to, what took four months to get over last year and all the summer that we reevaluated and recalibrated our fandom. We got to go back to where we were this time last year and realize it ain't about wins. Vassell, Brandon, Champagny, and Graham. I like that second unit. And oh, and I left off CD. I that's I like that five. They're little, but the whole league is little. I like that five. I like that five. Or you could you could interchange the pieces. I'm all I'm saying is when we're at thirteen, and you're right, Rob, clearly that's not it. Mm -hmm. But you know, far be it me to question Pop, but I'm just saying. You have you have two point guards on your team that you're not using in the proper way. Trey Jones, well, okay, you could say Trey's playing felt well with Devin Vassell, but again, there's something missing with the starters. Even even though they did manage to uh, bump that up to a double digit lead, they had 21 turnovers again last night. 21. The plus minus is a stat. I don't that know you that. Hate. I don't understand it. I don't get it. You maybe you know somebody can figure it out for me. It's stupid. I, the how does? I'll be honest with you. I have never seen on a on a a, a player's stat sheet, a post game stat sheet, two players with a plus minus of zero. Two players on the Spurs. I've never I'm seen. Sure. I, I don't look that much. Zero, but I'm sure we've had it. But yeah, I feel two you. guys that I mean, there wasn't a plus one or a minus one. Both yeah. of them broke out even, and it was both starting of the front line. Collins and Wimby were. Showing has his zero. best game of the season, and, and he's a minus four. He was guarding Trey Jones, who was on fire. I mean, I'm gonna give him yeah. a break on that one, Trey. No, Trae I mean, Young. I just feel like that's why the stat is stupid. Th that is, and Young, 45 points and just 13 of 16 from the free throw line, and killing him from uh, well, the two point, the three point shot wasn't quite there, but he hit the ones that mattered, and they did squeeze out a nice win. Can they get another one? When do you expect the Spurs to win again? They got one in November. Will they get one in December? Well, It has been since what November the second, since they won on the road. They may be able to beat, and if I'm looking at the December schedule, they may beat Houston. They may beat New Orleans the second go round. There's a Chicago game in there, and there's two games at the end of December, a back to back in Portland. So they could maybe win three or four games in December. Speaking of losing streaks, the uh, Pistons lost their 16th straight. 118-112 to the Knicks. They became the eighth team in NBA history to go over 15 or worse in a calendar month since the 76ers in November of 2015, and the Spurs were one win away or two wins away from that. They just didn't play enough games <laughs> in November. They'd have broken the record. <sighs> yeah, that it, happened. It is tough sitting at the bottom until like, you – I know Monty Williams can coach. I don't know why Detroit can't get a win. They – 
Monty's not a bad coach. Monty took a team to the finals. Now, it was Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but he took a team to the finals and was up 2-0 in the finals. At least they're trying. I've watched a little bit of that game. They tried a different starting lineup, at least. They're, he's At least Monty's trying. Yeah, because they're not tanking. They're just getting their asses kicked. They, There's a difference. They, we saw a young... young uh, Who? Uh, Ivy. Jordan Ivy. Little little job without the gun. Yeah, baby job. Baby job without the gun. Caleb he got his Cut- first start. And last Cunningham, night. I mean, damn, I I don't even know if he's going to want to ever resign there. You know, Get Caleb, free Caleb Cunningham, uh, <laughs> free Cunningham. My goodness. We threw up a poll earlier. What did you watch last night? And, oh. and I can't help but reflect on something that James Pledger said last week about the the Wimby syndrome that we're dealing with. That, you know, it's hard to take away the excitement that we had for the Spurs when the season began. So much enjoyment was, we looked forward to all the games. I, I forecast that he would not play in front of an empty seat all year long. Wimby wouldn't. Last night we asked who, what did you watch? Did you watch the Cowboys uh, or the Spurs? And ra- you know, it is an unscientific poll at best. If they were at 500, I think it would be closer. But the fact that they had lost 13 in a row and if you're playing against the Hawks, it was a landslide. Everybody watched the Cowboys. Yes. And the Cowboys game was close. The Cowboys game had more implications. And when I see some of these ticket prices taking a nosedive for the Spurs, the interest is that that was another thing that Pledge said. Um, I don't remember what day you're out, but the in- is the interest waning? Yes, because of the losing streak. Are people losing interest and in like, okay, well, I don't now I don't feel the rush, the need to rush down to the Frostbank Center. I think that Pop is perfectly happy with that. With what? To, don't don't watch the us. hype dying down. Yeah, stop watching us. We are don't watch how the sausage is made because you don't want to see what's going into it. And we have seen what the. The lips and and uh, ain't I are going into this meat. You know what I mean? We yeah, this has I not know. been pretty. Yeah, because keep in mind what the ticket prices were like when we got here, when we first got here. To now, there's all these deals running around because again, people are like, "Oh wait, this is going to be like last year." Oh no, I'm gonna save my money. It's good to see Quinn Snyder walking walking the, the sidelines yesterday. Former Spur affiliate coach. That team has got something, but it's a long way away. Dejounte, do you think he's got a long term hawk? He doesn't feel like he's part of that team last night. Yeah, twenty four. I'm, I'm not. I, I think he's still smooth as silk when he when he's feeling it. I love watching no, I like the way Dejounte plays. Did you hear him on um, our local media asked him about the Kawhi situation and the booing? He and he, you know, in true Dejounte fashion, he loves Pop. He said he shouldn't have to do that. They should know better. <laughs> he said Spurs fans should know better. I was like, damn. But, but I don't know how to take that. What do you Should, mean? To, no better than to boo Kawhi? Yes. yes. Or no better that, yeah, that's Pop. He's going to say things You know like what? That. That's a good question. I don't right? know what he meant <laughs> by know, that. That's true. Because he, we he should did, know better. Of he course he's going to do that. He did preface it by saying that's Pop yeah. going to be Pop. Yeah, he knows so, that he shouldn't have to do that, but they should know better. I th- the no better. So, I wonder how he meant that. I, that's a fair question, actually. Because uh, if, if you're on that train too, DeJounte, we Would have to Would you boo Kawhi? Would I? With not from the media seats because we're not allowed to boo or cheer in oh, media. Oh hell yes! <laughs> I think he is a conniving, self-serving. Rob, you're not a boo. Modern day you're athlete. Not, oh, now, at an Aggie game, I can see you booing and yelling and towel waving. Spur game, you're gonna have your legs crossed having a beer. I, I'm a well, no, uh, I boo certain guys. <laughs> hey, Kawhi would be one. I of I come them. home horse from any Laker game when Kobe in there. 
I booed him, and that's the sign of respect. Yes, you know respect. what I mean. That, it is. I boo what I fear. You're right. <laughs> I, I I don't fear Kawhi quite like I used to, and I do take something about what Pop said. But no, we're gonna continue booing. You can continue listening. Make sure you like and listen and share this. We talk silver and black at seven. You got over fifty years of Spurs experience right here in this building. That's what we do every day at seven. Make sure you're listening to it and downloading it on your local podcast sites.